Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. Again, I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again, like a band of gypsies, we go down the highway. We're the best of friends, insisting that the world keep turning our way. Experiencing the madness with Willie Nelson playing you in. Welcome in to Nuanas Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana Television. If you don't see anybody in the studio, well, that's because we're not there. We're on the road again. We are at Baker's Life Fieldhouse, Indianapolis, Indiana. We are watching the latest upset bid in the NCAA tournament. About 13 minutes to go. Oregon State, coached by former Grizz player and head coach Wayne Tinkle. They are up 47-34, 13 minutes to play against the Tennessee Volunteers, 12-seeded Oregon State, number five, Tennessee. And, man, it couldn't be a better day here in Indianapolis. I am Coulter Nuanez, joined by Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. And it's been a great trip so far, and we're so happy to be broadcasting to you from Baker's Life Arena. What a sweet arena, too. We're going to get into all the logistics of all that, but got a big show for you today. We're going to give you all the NCAA tournament results, give you all of the uh, storylines from around the state of Montana, connections to the state of Montana, and uh, we're also going to have a couple other pieces of commentary as well. We're going to talk some Grizz softball. Going to give you the lay of the land for the rest of the weekend for the two of us. And uh, going to talk some Grizz football at the top of the hour as well. And then around 5.30, going to give you a preview 
of Eastern Washington, the Big Sky Conference champions, against third-seeded Kansas. But, Riley, uh, it's been an awesome time in Indianapolis already. We haven't even been here yet, 24 hours, but we're both very impressed with the city, the venue, the operation of this tournament, and uh, it's been a lot of fun already. Uh, that's an understatement, Coulter. I think I'm more impressed by the setup than anything else. Downtown Indianapolis is really tournaments and, and this is like that on steroids and the fact that you can literally walk to four different arenas here in the greater Indianapolis downtown area and see four games that are going on. I mean the fact that we logistically were able to watch the end of game one here between Arkansas and Colgate and then walk to go watch Baylor in the first half against Hartford and then have time to walk back here for the start of Wayne Tinkle's Oregon State Beavers against Tennessee. That's phenomenal in its own right but this city's really embraced the fact that Here's some history on Baker's Life Fieldhouse. The Indiana Pacers played at the uh, Market Square Arena for a really long time. Obviously, this is the heartland of basketball. Indiana, one of the most prestigious basketball places because of Indiana Hoosiers and, you know, obviously Larry Bird and the Indiana State Sycamores. But Baker's Life Arena... 1999, the Indiana Pacers had one of their best years as an NBA member that year. Back in 1999, they went, they beat the Boston Celtics in the home opener of this stadium, and then they w made a run all the way to the NBA Finals. Unfortunately for the Pacers, Reggie Miller and the Pacers ran into Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, and the Los Angeles Lakers, the first of three straight championships for the Lakers. But this is a beautiful arena. In 2009, they also hosted the WNBA Finals. The Indiana Fever took on the Phoenix Mercury a couple games here. Uh, the Fever ended up losing that series. They also hosted the Minnesota Lynx in the 2012 NBA Finals. This has been home to multiple Big Ten Conference championships. It's also been home to multiple Big Ten women's basketball tournaments as well. And uh, the Big Ten announced in 2011 that beginning in 2013, both of its conference tournaments would be here for a good stretch of time. Now it's been rotating back and forth. But this arena, it's hosted multiple Final Fours. It's hosted uh, multiple NBA playoff games and they did a $362 million renovation on this thing just last year and you can certainly tell you're talking about uh, a $5 million plus scoreboard. I mean, the scoreboard is the nicest TV I've ever seen in my entire life, but the arena, the way that it's built, the way that it, it, it reaches up through the rafters, there's not a bad seat in the house. None of the lower section has any people in it, yet still we're sitting up in the 200 level section and we got great seats. We can see everything. We can follow everything. And if you miss anything, you can see it on the scoreboard. So this is a pretty incredible arena. We're pretty happy to be here. Oh my gosh, when you talk about having great seats, this is an understatement with it. And, uh, you also see this arena. I love the history of it because the moment we walked in here, we wanted to look it up because it, it, it's perfectly built for this scoreboard. Everyone talks about the scoreboard maybe in Jerry's World down there at Cowboy Stadium, but this is so ideal uh, for basketball. And again, I can't emphasize enough just trying to embrace the, the unknown this year and 
this tournament really brings, and Indianapolis has done that. Everyone that we've talked to is just so happy to be here and kind of, I, I know we've used that phrase a lot, but getting back to normal, it certainly feels like that being able to host such a major sporting event in March Madness and, and having all of these games happen, 67 games are happening within a one-hour radius of where we're at right now. That's pretty phenomenal in itself, but getting back to normal, right? That is what we're uh, trying to get to, I think, from a, from a nationwide perspective, and you can feel it here in Indianapolis, but um, some great basketball games already today. I think we're we're seeing the uh, uniqueness of this being the, the neutral site, kind of a neutral site all year, but these fans are making a difference, folks. I mean, there's about 20 to 25% capacity, I would say, is all that's in here. I think half of the arena is completely blocked off. As you mentioned, the lower bowl is really unaccessible to pretty much anyone other than the broadcast crews and immediate family. So we're sitting up here and, and getting to look at the, the full scope of this arena and the experience. What I think is amazing is they will cut in on the scoreboard here for another game that's going on. So if there's a tight game like Oral Roberts, of course, just becoming the ninth 15 seed to ever beat a two seed, that happened. And as we were sitting here at Oregon State and Tennessee, they were showing it right on that beautiful video board we were talking about. So you just feel entrenched in everything that involves March Madness down here. Um, and the entire downtown area has embraced it as well. It's a pretty cool feeling. It is loud in here considering it's not that uh, many people in here. So we got to continue to scream into this thing. But uh, this is a this is absolutely innovative technology here on Nuanas now on 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. If you want to listen in live, you can go to 1029ESPN.com and click on the Listen Live tab. There you'll find the stream. The stream is presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to give us a call, Oh, well, maybe just shoot us a text, 406-361-3688. That's 361-3688. Give us your feedback. Reese can forward those along via the Facebook page, or you can post on our Facebook page as well. Send us a message on Facebook. I can get those directly as well. But Riley Corcoran, Voice of the Grizz, myself, Coulter Nuanas, broadcasting to you live from Banker's Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. Thanks so much to all of our great sponsors for getting us down here. Aspen Sound of Missoula, Stockman Bank, Well Montana. Montana, Nick Tabor and Westpac Wealth, Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team, Crawford's Automotive, and Carl Tyler Express Loop. Thank each and every one of those sponsors for getting us down here. Live update from Baker's Life Fieldhouse here in Indianapolis. We're watching the infamous 12-5 game. It's the Oregon State Beavers leading the Tennessee Volunteers 50-34, 10-29 left. Oregon State has been in control this entire game. This is the third game we've been able to hit up. We'll give you some feedback and some recaps of what we saw earlier. We saw Arkansas actually really rally against Colgate. A lot of people were really interested in Colgate coming into this game because Colgate had a, not, a top 10 net ranking in the entire country, but they had not played an out-of-conference game, and no one in their league had played an out-of-conference game either. Well, Colgate, they ended up building a pretty big lead, 14-point lead in the first half, but then they went on a 17-0 run to swing the tables and were in control after that. So we'll give you some more details on that one. We also hopped over the fence and went over to Lucas Oil 
Memorial Stadium. Caught uh, the first half of Baylor versus Hartford, number one versus number 16. The entire time we watched, Hartford was kind of in control of the game, but then Baylor entered the first half on a run. So we'll get, get to some of these scores here uh, as well. But right now, Oregon State, a 12 seed, playing Tennessee, a 5 seed, and they're up 50-35. Wayne Tickle, former Montana Grizz player and head coach here, leading the Oregon State Beavers on this run. Riley, let's go through some of the scores from earlier today. The very first game of the tournament gets kicked off with Virginia Tech playing against Florida. 75-70, Florida emerges, but it came down the wire. And that was a continuation of what we saw last night. Last night, we got to when we got to Dallas on our uh, journey here, we were sitting in the Dallas airport. We actually ran into a sports agent who recognized some of our Montana garb and was like, oh, you guys must be from Montana. So we got to watch the first half of the Texas Southern Mount St. Mary's game, two 16 season play-in game. But uh, the Montana hook there, Carl Nicholas, former Grizz basketball player, he took the first tip, 710 days between NCAA tournaments. And Carl Nicholas, former Grizz, former Stephen F. Austin player, well, he's now a senior at Texas Southern, and he had the first tip between tournaments that took almost two full years. And Texas Southern, they rallied from a 12-point halftime deficit to win 60-52, which kicked off a great night of first four basketball. We saw a couple one-point games. Norfolk State guts one out against App State. Uh, Drake gets one against Wichita State. And in the final game, a matchup of two Blue Bloods, UCLA versus Michigan State. It goes to overtime. We're not used to being on East Coast time, but we were watching basketball all the way until about 1 in the morning here in Indianapolis. So that was a new experience. That was fun. But it kicked off what is going to be a great tournament because now we had the two one-point games and an overtime game last night. We've already had two overtime games today, including that upset you mentioned, number 15, Oral Roberts, uh, taking out Ohio State in overtime. And uh, it seems like it's setting up. I mean, we might be watching an upset special right here. I think so. And this tournament more than ever, Colter, we said it was wide open. I mean, there's a couple, of course, Gonzaga at the, the very forefront of that, but it's wide open. I mean, the fact that an Oral Roberts, a team in the Summit League that plays North Dakota State, South Dakota State, and that, like the competition, can beat Ohio State. You know that anything is possible here. As Oregon State is just blowing out Tennessee here. It's pretty amazing. 55-37 coming up on eight minutes to go. It really, uh, it really started with last night and being able to experience those first four games. Carl Nichols, I thought that was an interesting connection. And Coulter, you know, we entered this week hoping that, of course, the, that one of the Montana schools would make it here to Indianapolis. But the fact that there's so many Montana connections is really surprising to me, especially the likes of a Carl Nichols. And not only did he was he involved in the opening tip, but he had a putback dunk that basically was the sealer for Texas Southern.
Indianapolis, what it's like here at March Madness. It's amazing how much you can feel the emotion of an underdog. And when an underdog is really close to pulling off an upset, I go back to our first game, Colgate, Arkansas. Of course, Colgate's up by 14 um, in the first half. You know, Arkansas was going to make a push, but as that game was in a timeout, Florida and Virginia Tech was going on, and the entire crowd was watching it. Virginia Tech snaps a three to put it in overtime, and the crowd cheers like there would be a three-pointer going on in this game, and then we get to watch overtime on the main screen as well. So um, this tournament's wide open. Loyola Chicago just getting past Georgia Tech, 71-60. to So if you're worried about that 8-9 game, and look at Sister Jean. Sister Jean is in attendance. Can't believe well. she's still here. 101 years old. I love it. I'm telling you, they got Illinois next. Watch out. That could be a round of 32 upset, but um, it's just shaping up to be, again, it's already a tournament like no other, but Coulter, really, not just because we're here, but this feels like it could be one of the most wild NCAA tournaments that we've ever experienced, being a fan, growing up, any of that. So, um, if the first day is any indication, let me remind folks out there, we're not even halfway through day one. We've already had a 15 beat a 2, and a 12 is blowing out a 5 here with Oregon State on the verge of knocking off Tennessee. Listen to Nuanez now, 102.9 ESPN, Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television. If you're looking at an empty studio, well, it's because we're not there. We're broadcasting to you live from Banker's Life Fieldhouse here in Indianapolis. Sorry for all the natural sound, but that's what we're doing. It's a remote broadcast. We're changing the game in radio. We got to love it. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, in, I guess not in studio, on the court in the fieldhouse with me, Colton Nuanez. And uh, we're already having a lot of fun. Let's go through each and every score here from today that we've already seen. Half the bracket plays today, half the bracket plays tomorrow. We watched the first half of Baylor versus Hartford from Lucas Oil Stadium. First of all, the Colts Arena, very cool, very nice. Uh, it's kind of cool that we got to Indianapolis the exact same day as Carson Wentz did. The former Philadelphia Eagles, former North Dakota State quarterback, traded to the Indianapolis Colts, and he made his debut in Indy yesterday. In that number one versus number 16 game, Hartford played pretty tough defense. They were up 14-13 late in the first half. Baylor went on a little bit of a run, ended up leading at halftime by 16 points, and they go on to have a 79-55 win. So no real upset bid, although Hartford did hang for a little while. There was a good contingent of Hartford people there. Not a lot of people at the game. We were able to sneak in there for a pretty affordable price. But the other results so far today that have gone final, we were at the Arkansas-Colgate game early. And that was the second tip of the entire tournament behind that uh, Virginia Tech-Florida game. We also um, were monitoring the great upset by Oral Roberts over Ohio State. Only the ninth time a 15 seed has beat a number two seed. 75-72, Oral Roberts takes down Ohio State in overtime. Texas Tech-Utah State, that one was not attainable for us to go to. That was up in Bloomington at the University of Indiana. What a good local angle there to Rally Wooster. Missoula Hellgate product, outstanding freshman for Utah State. They had a hard time getting going on offense. Texas Tech is just so darn good defensively. So we'll get into that here in the second segment here around 4.30. Some of the, uh, the ins and outs and breakdowns of what we had going for some of the Montana connections. But other scores include Arkansas over Colgate, the final 85-6 
again. Oral Roberts takes down Ohio State 75-72 in overtime. Top seed in Illinois, no problem with Drexel 78-49. Illinois moves on into the second round. Loyola Chicago 71-60. They take down Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech had uh, one of the best players in the ACC this year. He went out before the game. So Loyola Chicago probably underseeded, but uh, they they made the final four as a double digit seed once upon a time. So Loyola Chicago moves on 71-60 over Georgia Tech. And here we are right now, number 12, Oregon State versus number five, Tennessee. And we're at the second to last media timeout. And Oregon State leads Tennessee 55-40, 7-48 remaining. For those wondering, those are connected to Coach Tickle, the former University of Montana head coach, as well as former University of Montana great player. Coach Tickle, his whole family is here. He has his cheering section. There are a section in front of us. We can't go say hi because of all the rules. Uh, they're in the family section, but his wife, Lisa, who was a great player for the Lady Grizz back in the late 80s and early 1990s for Robin Selvig on multiple Big Sky Conference championship teams and Big Sky Conference MVP. She's in attendance, as is Jocelyn Tickle, who played at Stanford, went to four consecutive Final Fours for the Cardinal under Tara Vanderbeer. Ellie Tickle's here. She played for Gonzaga. And Trace Tickle, who's the all-time leading scorer in the history of both Oregon State and the Pac-12, now bouncing back and forth from the G League team and the active roster for the Los Angeles Lakers. So certainly a basketball family and uh, certainly here to support like they have all these years. But I think this is probably a pretty unique experience for Coach Tickle. I mean, Wayne has always been a family man. His family has always been the biggest Oregon State and Montana fans for that matter when he was at Montana but this is the first time he's been at Oregon State without his son and we interviewed him for about 20 minutes on Wednesday we did not get a chance to ask him about not coaching Trace but if you want to listen to that interview you certainly can just go check out the podcast the search Nuana is now on your various podcasting platforms podcast probably presented by Black Coast Communications as well as the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel but you can listen to that whole interview, but uh, it's probably an interesting uh, deal for Wayne coaching when he's not coaching his son because he's only been in the Pac-12 when Trace was a player, and I know that was one knock, so to speak, on his resume. How does Coach Tinkle have success after his highly recruited and borderline NBA caliber son moves on? Well, they've got the success. They made a run in the Pac-12 tournament, taking out UCLA, taking out Oregon, and taking out Colorado, and now here they are carrying the momentum up 15 points over Tennessee at the under eight media timeout here at Baker's Life Fieldhouse. So, I mean, I mean, it has to be pretty interesting for Coach Dickel going, uh, playing in the NCAA tournament without Trace. First time he's done that. Without a question, and I think that it's not only because we have this Montana connection with Coach Tinkle, but this is one of the best coaching jobs in the entire country that he is doing this year from a team that was picked last to not only exceed those expectations, but then to win a conference championship. I mean, that is uh, incredible for what they have done, and they're playing, they're a team on a roll, and this is exactly what this tournament is designed for, Coulter, a team that loses to Portland, right, in early December, one of the worst teams in Division I basketball. 
basketball, but they figure it out and they find a way. And, and they went hot at the end of the regular season, and that got them a first-round bye in the conference tournament. I actually think that was maybe the biggest X factor that no one is going to talk about because then it became realistic that, okay, we can absolutely go three games in three days and, and get this thing done. And Oregon State did just that, surviving an upset bid by UCLA. They beat them, and UCLA's win over Michigan State. That only validates it more. This is another side note that me and you can um, go off of now. But the Pac-12, a pretty darn good showing when you think of UCLA last night beating Michigan State. Everyone had heard all year long how the Big Ten was the deepest league uh, in, in the nation. And all of a sudden, the Pac-12 is looking pretty good here in the outset. And I think that's an important point from this tournament, unlike any other culture, is that there were really limited non-conference matchups. And that's usually how we're able to tell a strength of a conference or you can point to proof as far as, okay, well, this team beat Team X uh, back in December, so obviously this league must be better. Well, this year we got very limited views of that and really none, zero non-conference games after the first of the year. And it was hard to really gauge the power of a conference this year. And Oregon State is uh, proving that with the way that they're beating Tennessee, a team that was picked in the top 10 most of the year. They dwindled down the stretch, but the SEC was thought of to be one of the best uh, years that that league has ever had from a basketball perspective. But uh, this is a big win on, on a lot of different levels. I guess I don't want to call it yet, but they're up by 17 with six minutes to go. Don't want to be the jinx, obviously, for the Beavers, but they have looked in control since the moment that we got in this arena. And waiting for them on the other side is going to be potentially Oklahoma State and Cade Cunningham. So a lot of big-time matchups as Oregon State just hits a three to go up by 20 here, 62-42. to 42. Um, It's just been phenomenal watch, this Oregon State team. This is what the tournament is made for. Georgetown is another team that comes to mind, a team that maybe struggled throughout most of the year, but figured it out late and, and won their conference tournament, which is a Power 5 league, and uh, the sky's kind of the limit. And Oregon State is a great embodiment of that. And all things considered, I think that we're going to be at that game, hopefully, on uh, Sunday as well. Usually, the 12 versus 5 is one of the best mid-majors versus sort of a middle of the road or you know third in their league type power five. And in this tournament, you have a couple power fives. I guess Georgetown's not technically a power five, but it's it's Georgetown. I mean, that's a, that is a program laden with tradition, coached by an all-time great player in Patrick Ewing, who's turned into a head coach. And then you have this 12 seed in Oregon State, not your, not your typical 12 seed coming out of the Pac-12 as the Pac-12 tournament champion. But the other two 12 seeds, those are pretty fun as well. Winthrop, a one-loss team. They'll play Villanova. We're going to hit up that game for our nightcap. That one doesn't tip until 9.57 local time, so 7.57 there in the great state of Montana. But uh, the, the And then the other 12 seed, UC Santa Barbara. and I mean, they have a lot of uh, drop-downs as well. So the 12 seed's powerful this year as they are each and every year. These are usually the, the, uh, the biggest upset specials in the tournament, and it seems like that's happening right now. Although Tennessee... They do just hit a three. As you can hear at Bankers Life Fieldhouse, there's a lot of Tennessee fans in attendance here. And uh, Tennessee now down 62-47, just under five minutes to play. 4.50 left here in Indianapolis. Some other games coming up on the docket, Oklahoma State versus Liberty. That one tips here in just a few moments, probably about two minutes away from tip there for Oklahoma State and Liberty. Later on tonight, San Diego State, one of the hottest teams in the country, takes on Syracuse. That's a six versus an 11. West Virginia takes on Moorhead State. 
at 9.50 local time, so 7.50 Montana time. Clemson versus Rutgers, that's going to be part of the night session as well. And then Houston versus Cleveland State. Houston, coached by Kelvin Sampson, former head coach at Montana Tech. That one tips later on tonight. A couple other late games, North Carolina versus Wisconsin. That will tip here about 5.10 local time, so about 40 minutes out from that. We mentioned the Villanova Winthrop game, which we're going to hit up after we leave here, Baker's Life Fieldhouse, which has been our good home for the afternoon. And then Purdue versus North Texas. Uh, that's a 525 local tip as well, a 4 versus a 13. Listen to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in SWX Montana television around the great state of Montana. If you see an empty studio, well, that's because we are live and in person here from Baker's Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. Thanks to all of our great sponsors for getting us here, including Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank Rally was doing some stuff earlier. I got to tell you, it's so nice to be able to talk to somebody on the phone. If you have a call, if you're on the road, you got to tell them, hey, I'm in Indy for the, the NCAA tournament. You can just call somebody. You don't have to deal with the automated stuff. You can just get a live person. They can say, okay, good. You know, we won't flag your account for fraud, but we'll keep an eye on it. It's so nice to be able to talk to a live person. So make sure you go hit up Stockman Bank for any and all of your banking needs. Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. Proud supporter of all things sports around the great state of Montana. We're up against it. we got to get out. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, as well as Colter Duanez live from Baker's Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. It's our tournament takeover at Nuanez now. More as we enter the stretch run of this great game. Oregon State right now, 62, Tennessee 50. Four minutes and counting to go. Back on Nuanez now on 129 ESPN Missoula right after this. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Bear man, I breathe the mountain air man. I travel, I've had my share man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa. Back. You're listening to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana. If you see an empty studio, it's because we're on the road again. We are at Baker's Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. I am Coulter Nuanez. We do this each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. live on 1029 ESPN as well as live on SWX Montana. If you want to listen in live, all you got to do is go to the station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. You'll find the stream. Stream is presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. We're in the midst of a great game. Oregon State clinging to a 62-50 lead. I say clinging because you'd say, oh, a 12-point lead seems like a substantial lead. Well, Oregon State pushed this thing up as high as 22 points, but now Tennessee has a lot of the momentum. 3.30 and counting. The 12th-seeded Oregon State Beavers, led by Wayne Tickle, a Montana alum and former University of Montana 
head men's basketball coach, trying to lead his team to an upset and into the second round at the NCAA tournament. Coach Siegel does not have an NCAA tournament win. This is his second appearance at Oregon State in the big dance. Does not have an NCAA tournament win. But his team, they're in control for now. 62-50 over Tennessee. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me, Coulter Nuanas here from Bankers Life Fieldhouse. It's been a great day already. And we'll start with a little bit of our experience here as well. We started out the day here at Bankers Life Fieldhouse, second game of the day against when, when Arkansas, the third-seeded Arkansas Razorbacks, took on Colgate, a 14-seed. And at first, Riley, it seemed like it was going to be maybe an upset special because Colgate got off to a great start. There were 14 points at the second-to-last media timeout of the first half. Yeah, they were, and this was a trendy upset pick, and I think that we had this game circled for uh, for good reason uh, against Arkansas because two teams that really like to get up and down. It's just your classic. You mentioned just a moment ago the classic 5-12 game when you have that mid-major up-and-coming team that you know is on fire that could beat a team that's a uh, power five. This kind of had the 5-12 feel, even though the seeds may be red, three versus 14. Uh, Colgate and a phenomenal record coming in here. They jumped out to a 14-point lead, and give credit, because these are some of the things that you can experience when you're inside the arena. Eric Musselman is intense. That was my biggest takeaway from it. Even after Arkansas built a double-digit lead in the second half, he was kind of going after his guys, and by going after, I mean challenging still in the huddle where he would think, okay, Arkansas has a pretty comfortable lead here, double figures, late second half. He was kind of going at his guys, coaching like it was a, a tie game, and I love to see that, and that's kind of the difference maker this time of year that want to and that extra gear that you can find and Arkansas just really showed off their athleticism and that's why Coulter the NCAA tournament is so great right because when you have these teams that are supposed to win or at least on paper from the power five leagues they've got all the athleticism and the talent in the world but why can those mid-major teams compete it's because they play together it's more of okay five of us playing on the same page might be better than if two or three players for um, maybe an Arkansas or a Tennessee are kind of going off on their own. And that's why college basketball is so great, especially this time of year. And you see Oregon State. I mean, we look down there, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but I look down at Oregon State. There's not really one guy that stands out. The reason why they're winning this game is because everyone that's on the floor is connected and playing together and willing to pass it up for the next guy. Whereas maybe Tennessee, you've got one or two guys that are trying to take over. So you really can see that play out. And I want to give Arkansas a lot of credit, too, for that because they locked in. When they were down by 14, they went to that mad press, and boy, were there some highlight real plays or what? I watched a lot of Big Ten basketball this year because my roommate, he's from Ohio. He watches Ohio State all the time. Also, Ohio State goes down uh, in heartbreaking fashion. The upset of the tournament so far, Oral Roberts beating the second seed of Buckeyes in overtime. But uh, I was very impressed with Arkansas. I do not watch a lot of SEC this year, but the SEC does have a lot of good teams, including this Tennessee Volunteers team that we're watching right now. Oregon State's done a great job of keeping both of their NBA prospects in check. Rick Barnes, longtime coach at Texas. But he's the head coach of Tennessee now. He brought in a couple potentially one-and-done, potentially lottery pick guys in Springer and Johnson. Those two guys have a combined 24 points, but Oregon State's done a good job keeping them in check. But I was really impressed with Arkansas. Justin Smith, the graduate transfer from Indiana, seemed like he was happy to be back in the Hoosier State. 29 points, 13 rebounds to lead Arkansas State in the second round. And uh, they'll now get Texas Tech. Texas Tech takes out a guy I know that a lot of us around Montana were rooting for.
for Utah State. They have a couple guys with Montana ties. Alfonso Anderson, who was the reserve of the year in the Mountain West, he started his career in Montana. And then Raleigh Wooster, of course, the great freshman for the Utah State Aggies, former Montana Gatorade Player of the Year at Missoula Hellgate. But Texas Tech, their defense was just too much. They move on with a 65-53 victory. And now a great second-round game between Texas Tech and Arkansas. That seems like a matchup between two teams with a ton of athleticism. Bummer for Raleigh Wooster to be one and done in his first tournament, but pretty uh, pretty enticing matchup uh, in that second round between Texas Tech and uh, Arkansas. It's going to be one of many, I think, in the second round, Coulter, as we try and forecast this out with a lot of different people when they're filling out their brackets and, and seeing potential second round matchups. That one has all the makings to be an under-the-radar thriller because you have the offense of Arkansas, top 10 in the country. They average 80 a game. They want to press you for 40 minutes if they can against Texas Tech, the stifling defense in your face. And uh, it was fascinating to watch that earlier today. Raleigh Wooster, uh, what a phenomenal year, by the way. No matter what happens today, the fact he's a freshman point guard leading his team to the NCAA tournament, uh, the pressure at Texas Tech, you probably couldn't have built a more difficult matchup, I would say, for a freshman point guard to go up against that no question. pressure of Chris Beard and what they can do. So that's a great second-round matchup. We're kind of looking at uh, another one. If North Carolina beats Wisconsin, or even if Wisconsin wins that game, the winner of that game gets Baylor, and, and that has dynamite potential all over with these Blue Bloods kind of going at it as the underdog role. It's weird to say that, but um, like you said, that Arkansas-Texas Tech matchup is going to be one of many great matchups on, and it's different, too, with the format Sunday-Monday. I got a lot of people reaching out to me, at least yesterday, saying it was weird. You're so used to having the tournament start on Thursday, the Friday to Monday format. We'll see kind of how it sticks, but seems to be working out as well. Everyone has to be enjoying their madness today and uh, us being right in the middle of it. Pretty special stuff. The best news of it all. We're only halfway done with today. I love it. A lot of people are going to be calling in sick on Monday. I can tell you that. Nuanez now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Coulter Nuanez, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. At Bankers Life Fieldhouse, the, the madness is upon us. 66-56, Oregon State continues to lead Tennessee, and Tennessee Rick Barnes squad running out of time. We are down to 80 seconds and counting for this 10-point lead, and now Tennessee goes to foul. So Oregon State heading the free throw line of 66-56, one minute and 16 seconds left. The tickles up on the big screen. We got all the family here on the big screen. Great to see them. We'll say hi to them from abroad. Thanks so much to all our great sponsors for getting us down here, including Aspen Sound of Missoula. Aspen Sound, 1300 West Broadway. Need your windows tinted before summer. You need to get your boat tricked out. You need some stereo equipment for either your car or your boat or whatever you might need your stereo work done. Head on down to Aspen Sound. Ask for Tom and the boys. Get Better book your appointment soon, though, because they are super busy. Here is your March Madness results so far. Moving on, Virginia Tech over Florida, excuse me, Florida beat Virginia Tech, right? See, that one went to overtime, came all the way down the wire, but Florida, the seventh seed, moves on past Virginia Tech. Illinois gets uh, womps on Drexel, the number one seed, Illini there into the second round. Texas Tech beats Utah State. Oral Roberts takes down the second seed at Ohio State Buckeyes. Number one, Baylor, the second number one seed to move on. They get past Hartford pretty easily after some early resistance. Loyola, Chicago, they're in the second round. They take out ACC tournament champion Georgia Tech. Oregon State right now, 
they're up 66-56, a minute and six seconds to play. Some more games that just tipped. Liberty versus Oklahoma, that's a 13 versus a four. Wisconsin versus North Carolina, a couple Blue Bloods that are not used to be playing in the 8-9 game. But that should be one with a lot of interest around the country. 15-seeded Cleveland State, they take on Houston. That one gets underway here. I guess it just it's about to tip here in a, in a minute. And North Texas, a 13-seed versus Purdue, number four. So we saw a lot of Purdue shirts around town today. Purdue's not far from here, so it makes sense. But there's a lot of Purdue fans in the house, so I, I expect them to have a little bit more of a, a advantage. Wow, bad turnover by Tennessee. And Oregon State's going to be able to milk some of the clock. Tennessee can't catch Oregon State right now. They're trying to foul. They're trying to foul. Oregon State is winding at least 15 seconds off this clock. They get another one now, and they finally foul. So Tennessee gets Oregon State to the free throw line. Oh, time, excuse me, not a foul. So a timeout by Oregon State. 48 seconds to go. Beavers up 68-56. So we are closing in on a great upset. This would be an outstanding moment for Wayne Tickle, former University of Montana head coach at Oregon State. If he was to come away with this win, it would be his first NCAA tournament victory. It would have to be Oregon State's first tournament victory since the days of Gary Payton. I mean, it's been a lifetime. It's been a generation since they were able to take home a victory. So the night slate, a couple good games as well. Number 10, Rutgers versus number 7, Clemson. Number 11, Syracuse versus number 6, San Diego State. Moorhead State, number 14 versus West Virginia. Number 3, and then Winthrop, a one-loss Winthrop team taking on number 5, Villanova. We're going to be hitting up that one. That's the last tip of the night. One more Montana connection for you. I guess two more. We mentioned it before, but one more that we mentioned. Kelvin Sampson from Houston. He once upon a time coached at Montana Tech. And then at Moorhead State, Jaden Stanley Williams. He's originally from Great Falls. He grew up on the Rocky Boy Reservation. He went to Columbia State Juco before then landing at Moorhead State. So that Moorhead State game, if you see Jaden Stanley Williams in the game, you know that's a Montana connection as well. We're going to go outside the March Madness bubble for a brief moment. We're going to talk some Grizz softball. Grizz softball had their home opener yesterday. They got five games on the docket. Today we'll give you updates on all those as well. They got three games this weekend, so if you want to go check out some action, uh, you might be able to wander by. I don't know if they're doing tickets or fans or anything like that, but you might be able to just wander on by there right out next to Blazer Field. It is outside. Go check out some Grizz softball action. But either way, we'll give you an update on the Grizz softball team. Coulter Nuanez. Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television. Riley Corker, voice of the Grizz, joining me. More on Grizz softball right after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. This is real. Congratulations to 
to my old neighbor, one of my favorite coaches I've ever covered, former University of Montana player and coach, Wayne Tinkle, heading to the second round, first NCAA tournament win for Coach Tinkle. The Oregon State Beavers, the 12th seed, they take down Tennessee, 70-56. to 56. One of the bigger upsets of this first round, very, very cool. They were able to get it done. Congratulations to Coach Tinkle and his family. You're listening to Nuanez now, live from Banker's Life Fieldhouse here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Again, Oregon State, the 12th seed, moving on after a 70-56 win over Tennessee of the SEC. Big-time win for Coach Tinkle and his squad. Appreciate Coach Tinkle for joining us earlier this week. It's always cool to have a fellow Montana. And I know he's from Spokane originally, but he raised his family in Montana. His wife, Lisa, who is a great lady, Grizz, she's from Fairfield, Montana. And uh, really cool that Wayne Tickle moving on to the second round. Listen to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching on SWX Montana Television. Riley Corkett, myself, Coulter Nuanez, we're live from Indy. We recorded a couple segments earlier today so we could diversify the content, not just talk all March Madness. So here's a conversation we had a little bit earlier. We didn't have any real-time scores in this one, so that's why it's a little bit elusive. But we talked some Grizz softball earlier today. They played Seattle U yesterday in their home opener. They're 5-15 right now overall, uh, but they, they won today. They, they actually just got done with the game today, so Riley tells me that they won today. So Montana 1-1 so far in their first set of home games here this season, but they played a brutal schedule that have included matchups with top 10 teams like Arizona State and Oregon. So University of Montana softball underway. Here's a conversation about what the Grizz softball team has in order this spring on Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Hey everybody, welcome back in to Nuanez Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide SWX Montana Television. If you're watching in, you can see that there's nobody in the studio. That's because we're on the road again. Our tournament takeover continues. We are in Indianapolis, Indiana, the heartland. And just left Farmers, what is it? Bank Bank Farmers Life Arena? Banker's Life. Banker's, Banker's Life Arena. Gosh. We'll get it by Monday. I'm still getting it. It's, it's the uh, home of the Indiana Pacers as well as uh, the Big Ten Women's Basketball Championship, the Indiana Fever on the WNBA side, one of the great basketball venues in all the country. And uh, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me, Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much to all our great sponsors who sent us on the road for our tournament takeover, including Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank, 36 locations across the state of Montana. They're in Montana, only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Stockman Bank is run by Montanans for Montanans. They make sure to keep your money in the local economy, helping out your neighbors and friends. Let Stockman Bank show you the Stockman difference today. Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking member, FDIC. All right, Riley, we've talked a lot of hoops already in the show. Let's talk some other sports from around the Treasure State, specifically College sports, specifically Grizz softball. Grizz softball team has got a lot of traction the last couple of years. I think it's definitely a, a sport that's growing in popularity around the city of Missoula, around the state of Montana. It's one of those sports where I think that when it's a sport, you can have in-state athletes, but only one of the two in-state schools has it, like soccer and softball are at Montana. 
that's a, an interesting fold because I think you have a chance to get a lot of really good in-state girls. And uh, the Grizz softball team now, it's been a transition since Jamie Pickerton left, but Millie Michael doing a good job. And uh, they've actually got some games under their belt. So I know that you've uh, spent some time with these ladies, done some interviews, and sort of uh, made the rounds. They had their home opener yesterday against Seattle. Just give us a little update on what's going on with Grizz softball. Just a, a budding program, again, that's continuing to rise, Coulter. I think you're spot on when it comes to the, the popularity of the sport and the rarity that one Montana school has it where the other doesn't. And softball's always been big, I think, at the high school level, the club level um, here in Montana. And so to see them have a spot or a landing spot or maybe just a goal in general, right, to I want to play Division One softball for Montana. That's out there. And I think that Melanie Michael has done a good job connecting with those top programs in the state to make sure that uh, the best talent here in Montana does not leave. And you're starting to see that more and more with the, the roster development. As far as the, the team so far, this year. Uh, they're, they're struggling, but if you look deeper, it, the schedule is brutal. And I would really compare this, Coulter, to what Travis DeKierlach's doing with Grizzly men's basketball. I mean, they're going to play four or five bye games as far as guarantees and going to play big-time schools, big-time programs. It's kind of what Grizzly softball did this year as well. They just played Texas A&M a couple of times. They played Oregon twice this year, uh, playing the likes of Arizona State as well. So they're challenging themselves here in the non-conference conference some more of okay let's see what you're up against because when you come and you're ready for big sky conference play things are going to turn around and even more so I think in basketball we get kind of caught up with the net rankings or or RPI and all of those things well with softball your non-conference record really doesn't matter too much just to get you ready for Big Sky Conference play. And what has this Grizzly softball program done? They have solidified themselves as a contender every single year. I think it's Weber State probably won in this league. They've done it for a long time. But Montana now, I would probably put them at number two. And right there with Sacramento State in the preseason poll. Um, question marks for this team this year. You've got Tristan Achenbach. She is miss everything for this team. She is the clear ace. I think she's the best pitcher in the Big Sky Conference. She's a Montana product as well, so you have that pride there. The biggest question for this team, and we all know no matter what what level of baseball and softball it is, it's pitching depth. Do they have pitching depth? And I think right now the answer would probably be uh, incomplete as far as the response, or you're not quite sure who is going to step up in the mix. Um Allie Brock, Anna Toon, a couple of players that are competing for maybe that number two, number three spot, but there's a lot of youth there. Melanie Michael has such a pitching background that you're confident that um, eventually she is going to get one or two of them up to speed with the Tristan Achenbach, but they have a clear bona fide ace. I think uh, when you look at their their hitting roster, their lineup right now, Megan McGrath leading the way, but their infield is really solidified. So as of right now, the, the broad scope of it, Coulter, it's pitching depth and trying to find some more bats in the outfield that can help produce there in the bottom of the lineup here to start. Mission Anna, too, and she's somebody we've had on this show before. She's two-time Gatorade Player of the Year. Hey, listen to Nuanez now, by the way. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me, Coulter Nuanez. We're live from Indianapolis, Indiana. Talk a little Grizz softball. But Anna Toon, multiple-time Gatorade Player of the Year at Great Falls High. They had a great run there at Great Falls High. But they're listing her as a utility player on the roster. So she can pitch. I mean, I think she struck out 165 batters in, in uh, about 20-game season last year. But she's also right now, as a, as a freshman, she started 11 games. She's played in 18. She's hitting 375. Um, not not nearly as many at-bats as you know Megan McGrath and Cammie Sellers, like you were mentioning. But still, 40 at-bats is among the top. 10 or 15 marks on the team, and she's hitting the ball well, too. So 
I haven't actually seen that at the Division One level yet. A, a utility player. This is kind of something new, right? It is. I mean, you've got that designated player, which is a DH as well. So that really just opens up the options for what you like doing as far from a manager or coach perspective. And Anna Toon is someone you mentioned. I mean, she started 11 games as far as in the hitting lineup this year. Um, so she's that versatile athlete and someone to watch out for. But you're right. It is newer in the sense where, okay, hey, we, we can plug pretty much whoever we want here at this designated player position and uh, just a lot of roster versatility there. Jessica McAllister, the other Grizzly player that's also in that designated player spot too. So it's fun to see and Anna Toon, I guess if you don't know that name, that's probably the name to start watching out for and watching her rise here through the program. You mentioned her high school accolades. You know she's ready to roll from from the outset here in the schedule. I'm not going to say it eases up for Montana, but they're going to play more like opponents here. They're about halfway done, and I guess the, the biggest uh, piece of all of this, Coulter, they've gotten every game in so far. They've gotten all 20 games in leading up to their game against Seattle today. More games coming up this weekend, and, and for fans that are maybe like, oh yeah, great softball, you can actually go. They are selling tickets, so uh, fans can actually go attend a Grizz softball game too, and that's coming up this weekend against Utah Valley. But their schedule so far, they played at the Grand Canyon Classic, which included a top 10-ranked Oregon team. They played at the Dixie State Classic, which included good programs like Utah State, Nevada, uh, and BYU. They played at the Texas A&M Diamond Classic, where they played against A&M three times. And they also play it now are hosting the Montana Classic. So uh, as of right now, as you're listening to this, actually, they probably have a final in the book uh, for their Friday game, and then they'll have a th- three-game set between Saturday and Sunday against Utah Valley. And then into Big Sky Conference play next week, the 27th. Saturday the 27th, they get Big Sky Conference play kicked off against Portland State. So we'll keep you apprised of everything that's going on with the Grizz softball team as well. Riley, it's March Madness. We're going to talk some Grizz football on the other side. But this evening, we have a whole bunch of games uh, coming up. We'll have games going on during the, the second hour of this show between uh, a couple schools with the Montana ties. Houston is coached by Kelvin Sampson. Remember that because he was a coach at Montana Tech. Their court, I think, is still named after Kelvin Sampson at Montana Tech. But then after the show is over here, because we're on Eastern time right now, but then back there in Montana time, a couple good games in the nightcap. Uh, Syracuse-San Diego State's fasting because San Diego State's red hot. Syracuse, obviously, a blue blood that hasn't had as good a year this year. Rutgers-Clemson. Rutgers in the tournament for the first time I can ever remember. Uh, Clemson's a pretty good squad. Moorhead State, that's an interesting one as well because you got Jaden Stanley-Williams, who's a Great Falls native, who they went to high school in Georgia, went to Columbia State Junior College, and then ended up in Moorhead State. But a, a guy that grew up on the Rocky Boy Indian Reservation from Montana playing for Moorhead State against West Virginia. And then the game we're hitting up tonight, Winthrop, the 12th seed versus Villanova, the 5th seed. And uh, I know both you and I agree, this is sort of like the upset special, right? Oh, the 5-12, the classic, right? You've got one of your, your most iconic programs in college basketball in Villanova that's got their best player towards ACL, and then you've got Winthrop, 23-1, and America's darling. They have all the makings to be a 12 seed that could go on a run. I know we are fired up to be going to that game, but you know, the NCAA is smart, Coulter, right? I mean, UCLA and Michigan State, they make that the, the play-in game, big-time ratings. And I think that far and away the best group of games here on this first day of the tournament is the night session. All four of those games have potential for a lot of different reasons. And I think it's a, it's a good um, recognition of 
having a player from Montana at Moorhead State? I mean, because it goes to show people that are just kind of thinking, okay, NCAA tournament Montana, they don't have many connections. Couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, we're, we've got a list of, of now that's growing into double digits as far as connections. I mean, the Kelvin Sampson connection. And, and we go um, down the line. Wayne Tinkle was able to watch him uh, earlier today as well. So it's super fun. And I know, yes, that the final game of the night that we are going to be at, I think, is the upset potential of it all with Villanova and Winthrop. Keep it right here. Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe watching in statewide SWX Montana Television. Too late to answer the bracket challenge, but we're going to have full results of the bracket challenge for you. That's presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Great prizes, $400 cash prize, as well as $100 worth of gift cards to the first prize winner. Got $100 in gift cards for second place and $75 in gift cards from third place. So thanks to Paradise Falls for being the presenting sponsor of the bracket challenge. And thanks so much to our other great sponsors for throwing in some gift cards as well to provide some great prizes for you and yours as March Madness NCAA Tournament marches along. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. We're talking Grizz football. Spring ball's underway in Missoula. Bobcat football, that doesn't start till next week, but we'll give you a few details on how the Bobcat's going to roll things out and some of our coverage plans as well. And we'll also talk Eastern Washington versus Kansas. That's the Big Sky champion. They play the Jayhawks tomorrow the number 13, I guess number 14 seeded Eastern Washington versus number 3 Kansas. And, of course, we'll have more results from the NCAA tournament as well. Back on Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, right after this. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 